0: We welcome to the David Glenn Show Hall of Famer Rick Hendrick. Welcome, sir. How are you?
1: David, how are you? Good to be with you.
0: I'm doing great and I'm really honored to have you with us today. You have an amazing story being raised on a family farm near Warrington, North Carolina. I know you jumped to the other side of the state line and went to high school in South Hill, Virginia. But as you, as you sit here overseeing this incredible empire, Rick, how do you explain how the little boy from War- the Warrington area ended up in the shoes you fill right now?
1: I guess he's pretty lucky and at the right place at the right time. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I'm very fortunate. I get to get to make a living doing the two things I love the most outside of my family, and that's racing and the automobile business. So, uh, and I owe a lot to, um, so much to North Carolina. I got, a got started right there in uh, Raleigh. Working at the Sitco station in North Raleigh and going to school at Westinghouse and State. So, uh, I owe North Carolina a ton.
0: All right. Now chasing passion is something that is a common thread in a lot of extremely successful people. What else would you put on that list? Cause there's a lot of listeners right now across North Carolina saying, I wonder what Rick did because I'd like to sign up for some of that.
1: Well, you know, um, if you, if you do some, if you, if you pursue something you love, if you, uh, whatever you love in life if you can work in that field uh, getting up every morning is a lot easier yeah and uh and you know the key to any successful business is it's all about the people and i've been very fortunate to be surrounded by some great individuals both in the automobile side and the racing side and uh it's all about our teammates that make it work and have made it work for a lot of years so I feel very fortunate. I'm just part of that train that keeps chugging down the track.
0: Now we read that at an early age, you actually considered a pro baseball career and we do know that you did have a short career as a driver. So tell us yeah. what allowed you to A, you know, stick to motorsports with that passion in mind, but also B, jump to the, the business side that has made you so famous over these last decades.
1: Well, you know, I I loved driving, and I was drag racing before I had a driver's license, and and uh, then I drove in NASCAR some races, and uh, pretty quickly I, I realized that I could hire people a lot more talented than I was. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you want to surround yourself with the best, and uh, all at at the same time, I got an opportunity to go to Bensalem with a, a small Chevrolet dealership. I was recruited by GM, and and, uh, you know, I had to make a living and, and I was just very fortunate that, uh, you know, some doors opened and great opportunities. And, uh, in both situations, I, uh, almost closed the motorsports operation seven races in because we didn't have a sponsor. Won that race in Martinsville, got a sponsor, and kind of the rest is history. And the automobile business, I sold everything I had furniture, cars, and, to get my first deal in bennett'sville and uh you had you back against the wall and you had to you had to perform and then you know got some other opportunities so i've been very blessed i've, I've been married for 42 years and she detailed cars when i was going to school and wow. uh I can't get her to detail them anymore, but, uh, but but it's it's been a great ride.
0: Rick Hendrick is joining us on the David Glenn Show, heading into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. That ceremony tomorrow night. Of course, you can learn more at ncshof dot org. I'm glad you brought up that car dealership. I mean, on this long list of things that amaze me about your life and career, you actually owned the car dealership. At the age of 23. Now, at 23, Rick, I was in law school, so I was doing some serious things. But, like, girls and beer were two of the other highest priorities in my life. How did you have your stuff together at such a young age that you were owning and selling cars at 23?
1: Well, you know, I uh, I actually started working on cars uh, when I was in high school. I, I, uh, I won that Plymouth troubleshooting contest in high school. And, uh, so when I was going to school at with Westinghouse and over at NC state for extra money, I was working at a service station and I found out that I could make more money selling them than I was working on. Them. <laughs> so, so, but, you know, I just started early and I was kind of driven to do, uh, you know, to, to want to get an opportunity. I worked for Mike Leith there in Raleigh, who taught me a lot and ran his import division and, uh, You know, uh, I raced, I I never quit racing. I had to, I raced boats, I raced drag cars, and that's been a part of my life with my dad on the farm. He raced on the weekends. So uh, that was kind of, you know, implanted in me, embedded in me at a very young age, you know, working on the cars and racing. And and I just was a gearhead and loved automobiles. So I, uh, it just followed that dream.
0: Speaking of dad and the farm, one of the my favorite stories that I've heard you share over the years. I mean, you're a man who's owned, I would imagine, hundreds of cars. I know there was a Corvette once owned by Roy Orbison, the singer. There was a Camaro once owned by Reggie Jackson, the baseball player. Corvettes once owned by the king of Belgium. I mean, this is pretty (laughs) impressive stuff. But you've said your favorite if you you know if there was that hypothetical fire that we would never wish upon you but if there was one you'd go to immediately to one vehicle and drive it out first to save it tell us what is that vehicle and what's so special about it to you
1: Well it would be my uh, 31 Chevrolet that my dad and I built when uh I was 14 years old in my granddad's store Man. and uh in the girl's bathroom we built the car <laughs> <laughs> And uh so I still have that car it never left the family I raced it when I was 14, and then on my 40th birthday, he restored it and and drove it into City Chevrolet with my wife and two kids in the rumble seat. And uh, it's the centerpiece of my car collection here in Charlotte, and uh, it will always be number one.
0: Well, I would think you're one of those guys who ends up, your staff has to think when Mr. Hendrick has a birthday, man, what do you get the guy who has everything, you know? So your dad restoring that old car that he knew was important to you or or the whole family affair, that has to be one of the greatest gifts you've ever received, I'd imagine.
1: Well, you know, to see that car roll into then the big dealership I had here in Charlotte on my 40th birthday Mm. with my kids in the rumble seat, uh, you know that's a picture that that I'll always remember I, I don't have my dad or my son anymore yeah. but uh it it it's a special place uh in my heart I've re- I've actually recreated the general store in my museum and the car sits in front of it so a lot of history a lot of family history with that car
0: so much of what we can learn from you will probably never attain. You know, I mean, there are only so many guys who can run Hendrick Motorsports while also running Hendrick Automotive Group. But I hope this isn't too personal a question. There are a lot of people who have gone through family tragedies. Yeah. And, and you not only were not thrown off track or or maybe you were but you certainly not only survived but you thrived in the aftermath you mentioned your son ricky uh it was about a decade ago you lost him in the car in the plane crash a lot of other family and friends what is your advice because that's a human issue that people go through and nobody ever wants to lose a child i say that as a father of two myself how did you not only get through that but really thrive in the aftermath
1: well when you when you go through something like that it's your faith your family and your friends that get you through it. and uh, I remember the shock and awe that day when I got the news and I didn't think I could ever come back to motorsports just just uh, yeah. but I felt like these these folks are family too and uh, my my all those folks on that plane, my son included they they died doing something they loved and mm-hmm. to carry that on for them. When I, mean, I came back about two weeks later and and everybody was assembled here and and we all cried together and celebrated together and said, we're going to honor them and, and go on. And every time we win a race, we turn our hats around backwards and points toward heaven to remember those guys. And uh, it was a motivation because of the, the extended family that you just have to go on. And uh, so, you know, some people think it's corny, but we look at our our, our group, whether it's an automotive or racing, as one big family, and they work together and they they want to win. We're very competitive, but they have a lot of heart.
0: Rick Hendrick is joining us on the David Glenn Show. He owns Hendrick Motorsports, of course, founder of Hendrick Automotive Group. You can follow Hendrick Motorsports on Twitter, at Team Hendrick. You happen to be right there at a sweet number Number 65 on your birthday count that uh, at least has some people thinking of retirement. You do not seem to be near that, uh, and you heck, have a heck of a lot going on. So give us a sense of the what's next for Rick Hendrick and where you view yourself in your own career.
1: You know, I enjoy what I do. I, I don't have, you know, it's harder, hard for me to keep up, uh, the pace I used to keep, keep up, uh, but. Uh, I've got some really good folks around me, and uh, you know I love what I do, and I don't think I'm ready to sit in a rocking chair anytime too, anytime soon. Uh, well, I owe too much money; I've got to keep working. So, uh, I can't retire. But no, uh, it's you know when you look at the motorsports operation and our wins, and uh, and the automotive group. Now we are the largest privately held group in the country okay. now, and uh, but you know just seeing the young people come into the sport like Chase Elliott, and I never thought I'd see the day that Jeff Gordon would retire and I'd keep continue to work <laughs> but uh it's exciting times and uh I st- I still enjoy it every day and uh as long as I've got my health uh I'm going to push on so uh You know, I'm not as quick as I used to be, but uh, I still, my mind still has that desire.
0: It's so funny that you would mention the money that you owe, because I'm not a particularly wealthy person myself, but as an attorney I worked with some who were, and I noticed that everybody remembered how much money they had, you know, on that side of the ledger, but nobody ever thought that they also had at least some on that second side of the ledger uh have you found that it works that way for uh, you
1: oh absolutely yeah yeah you uh you get up every morning you want to survive and thrive you know <laughs> it's just uh it's uh you know it, it, we're just so fortunate to live in this country you know for a guy like me that grew up on a farm to be able to do the things that I love to do in life to get to meet the people and to get to go into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame i mean you know that's a, if you told me when I was fifteen or eighteen working in that service station, hey one day you'll you'll sell more cars than any privately held guy or you'll 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 win championships in NASCAR. I mean I was just trying to put enough money together to keep my old hot rod running and uh you know it's it's just a great country that we live in and I have surely been blessed by being surrounded by some awesome people.
0: This is probably a long list and I might be pushing the bounds of your memory to spit out a lot of names, but when your staff for example set us up at the David Glenn show to visit Hendrick Motorsports like you were the ultimate celebrity. You were the guy that we were all looking forward to shake your hand. How often in your life have you felt like kind of the, the little boy, you know, excited to meet this entertainer or this athlete or this political figure somewhere in the United States or across the world.
1: Well, you know, I've I've been been fortunate enough to go to White House a couple of times, and when we'd win championships, and uh, anytime you're in the presence of the President of the United States, it's you know it's a it's a tremendous feeling. Uh, and you know I was a big baseball fan. Now Reggie Jackson's one of them, very good friend of mine, coming in town this weekend. Cool. And, uh But you know I've met I've been able to meet a lot of uh, a lot of people and a lot of. A lot of celebrities and they become friends and uh you know uh i'd say probably billy graham would be the guy that i was in awe of uh just being in in his presence so uh but it's just it's, it's a ton of ton of people like that but i uh it, that's a that's one of the neat things about what i get to do i i went down to spring training with reggie and took my grandson and a Arod crushed two and then gave my grandson his bat. So I told him, "Man, you better hold on to that bat. Don't let anything happen to it. Don't take it out in the yard. It'll uh, be worth something one day."
0: <laughs> Rick Hendrick is joining us on the David Glenn Show, heading into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame tomorrow night. I saw you went into another Sports Hall of Fame recently. You've been in business halls of fame in your life, and I don't know if these exist, but you, you could also be a candidate for a charitable halls of fame Uh, i've heard the saying a lot you know those who have a lot have either an obligation or an incentive to give a lot and you have fit that description tell us about the hendrick marrow program or the hendrick foundation for children or the other things that you've become involved with as you've you know obviously become incredibly successful business wise you've opened the door pretty widely to to your place in the community even beyond sports and business
1: yeah well you know you you I'm very fortunate. I I grew up on a farm, and you had to look after each other. And uh, my my mom and dad taught me that at an early age. Then I got leukemia, and so many people rallied to help us, and we started a Hendrick Mara program and actually have our golf tournament Monday and and, uh, the big dinner uh, Sunday night, and we'll raise uh, over a million dollars here this weekend for the Children's Hospital, and uh, the Mara program, and at the same time, I'm the chair chairperson of the of the camp fund here to send underprivileged kids to camp this summer, so we're working on that at the same time, but uh, you know, it's been uh, we I could see when I went through leukemia people needing a transplant, and we started a program called Patient's Assistance that would help people that were having financial trouble, and so we've we've typed over hundreds of thousands of people, and we've raised millions of dollars. And uh, and you know I'm very fortunate I survived, and uh, and there are children I meet every year that have survived, and then there's some that I don't get to meet again that don't survive. So we're we're doing our best to to help the you know people from all over the country and the world that that have you know, life threatening blood diseases and uh and then the, the the you know my brother always was so instrumental in trying to help children. My daughter has got a program you know, together we feed for kids that don't have food and, and in the summer when they're not going to school can't get free lunches so we've jumped in to try to do that. But you know it's it's when you're blessed and you wanna help and you see people in need you want to do what you can and uh again i've got a lot of support from a lot of people and we're really looking forward to the weekend and uh and, and meeting some more folks that are gonna uh, meet the people that have matched them so it's uh it's great cause
0: rick hendrick north carolina sports hall of famer as i thank you for your time on the david glenn show one request take good care of yourself Because you have an amazing story. You're a huge part of our statewide community and really our national community. So I love stories about, you know, baseball trips with grandchildren. We actually have one of your budding superstars, Chase Elliott, joining us next week. So it sounds like you have all sorts of fun things looking forward, but uh, looking backward, I mean, your your career is just absolutely amazing in more ways than one. So congratulations, and thanks for the time here on the David Glenn Show.
1: Thanks, David. Appreciate it.
0: You got it. Rick. Rick Hendrick.